Welcome to Hot D, the officially unofficial podcast for House of the Dragon on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season one, episode five. Uh, boy, what is this thing called? We light the way. <laughs> is it? It sounds right to me. Yeah. Who knows? I have no idea because, because it's, HBO it's... doesn't tell you and IMDb doesn't tell you. And apparently only Wikipedia has the answers. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? Um, I thought I mean, I was reeling through a lot of this because it seems like they're really playing jazz with the source material such as it is. And by the time by the uh, by the end of the episode, I felt like things had kind of sort of stabilized, normalized a little bit. But um, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of surprised uh, at all the, the, the goings on. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, I I mean, there's just so many individual moments that I'd like to, to, to call out. Um, but yeah, like they're I think they're doing a really good job of showing why the things that are going to happen are going to happen. Like, I think they're doing a good job of showing, you know, where people's loyalties are going to shift and lie. I think they're particularly doing a good job of, of really selling the genuine hurt that Allison feels. Uh, having essentially destroyed in her mind, destroyed her father's political career over trusting her friend who turns out to be liar, liar, dress on fire, green fire. That's apparently the symbol of uh, house high towers uh, calling their banners to war. This is a, as, mm-hmm. as I, as, as far as I know, entirely new lore invented by the show. Nice. Um, and uh yeah like i like i said there there's a lot there's like i said a lot of jazz being played we like their way by the way is the house house words of uh, house hightower so oh, it would make sense that they okay. would uh that the, the name the episode after after that because yeah hightower very prominent hightower pride hightower standing tall and proud lighting that green beacon what did you think as a person who doesn't have any expectations or just watching the events unfold what did you think you're in analytical Aaron mode. This episode is fucking bananas, man. I mean, <laughs> the end of this thing is crazy. Yeah. The Kingsguard uh-huh. just goes off on the best friend slash lover of the soon to be king to be. Yeah. Or, or at least like a husband of the queen. It's like, it, this is crazy. Crazy. It's not like quite on the level of a red wedding, but it's really damn off the charts. I was I was blown away by this episode. Best one yet, in my opinion. Oh, okay, great. Because I this is one of the things I was reeling. Because like, holy shit! Like, how is he going to get away with that? Uh, I thought maybe they would have some kind of pretense of he insulted the princess's honor, or he made some kind of snide right. remark, or um, well, I feel like the aftermath hasn't played out yet, but. I don't know because they're in they're they're doing I guess what is the equivalent of justice the peace sort of wedding here uh, after that whole event where they've just got like the king and his family and Corliss and his family in a room and they're actually doing the marriage yeah uh, so in, in so I don't know, yeah, some time has clearly passed but I don't know how much cause no no I think this this isn't like a Miss Haversham situation where like this is taking place in the this is literally. Uh, sorry, I threw a great I threw a great expectations reference on you. Uh, this is I don't think you're okay. supposed, I think you're supposed to understand it. This is this night. Like there's a pool of uh, the oh, night of yeah, kisses sure. blood on the floor. There's the remains of the the feast. I'm sure if it took place even the next day that they'd have all this cleaned up. Um, oh, totally. I so, just, yeah, I'm, I think I'm that wondering this, if it's like minutes or hours because like I 
Kristen seems like he should have some kind of repercussions for what well, he, he was did, going to go off himself. To himself. And I'm wondering if like the queen is going to save him because like that's uh-huh. one thing I think yeah. if the queen's like, well, I just want him to live. I want him to be my sworn protector or whatever, that that might be something. But like this guy, man, I feel I feel bad because I, uh, yes. I was about to call him old fashioned. But I think in this day, he's just kind of fashioned. <laughs> uh, now, he's he's ludicrous and he's I, he, way idealistic and entirely too romantic. It's it's uh, but like. It shows that Rhaenyra really miscalculated here mm-hmm. uh, that this guy took his oath seriously and thought this meant something. And to her, it's yeah. just, oh, I'm you know, you're just my you're just my paramour. And yeah, she's playing uh, with toys that are. Yeah. They're and, way beyond her comprehension. Yeah. And, and sure, I'm going to sleep with this other guy just to get children out of him. And he's got another guy that he's interested in. And like, you know, we've got this. Quadruple situation going on, and everybody's fine with it, and no one, no one checked with Sir Kristen. And like, I was, I gasped so many times this episode, like when he just confessed to the Queen, you know, because the Queen is the Queen is feeling the Queen is feeling around of like, did you notice her coming in and out, or did you notice Damon doing anything? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I fucked, I fucked her, Your Majesty. I'm sorry, I fucked (laughs) her, dumbass. Uh, duh, if, if, you make if, if, them make you say it. You don't ever come out with it. Come on. And and then when he's like, he's like, well, instead of gelding and torturing me, I thought he's like, oh, he's going to ask me sent to the wall. Just kill me mercifully. Like this guy is fucking torn up and poor, poor Joffrey Lonmouth. Um, <laughs> That's a statement you don't hear often. Poor Joffrey. Poor Joffrey, the Knight of Kisses, uh, going there thinking he's just going to cement this little like, hey, you know, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page about how we should be circumspect about keeping everybody's secrets. And Sir Kristen's like, you know what? Fuck it. If no one can, ha- if I can't be happy, no one can. And I'm going to give you the uh, the, uh, the 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 fucking soap movie, the Fight Club treatment. I'm gonna I'm going to so ruin weird. a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a soap movie. That's how I that's how I refer to it. Um, yeah, that that wedding feast scene. It's not even the wedding feast, right? It's the the feast before the wedding. It's like the I forget what it was. The Jason kickoff to it. a seven day festivities leading up to the wedding. So like yeah. all that shit is and it's so it's funny because in the books this Sir Kristen stuff happens at the tourney where you are exchanging blows with fellow knights uh you know maybe not the kind of blows a knight of kisses and, and we've uh, seen how those tourneys go sure and and so like i was expecting like oh it's going to give some real spice for the tournament scene um and it's going to like it's going to be clearly that this is like you know motivated by but like no he just fucking beats him to death right there in front of god and the seven gods and everybody yeah so wow 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 um like i said lots of shocking things uh um, Pete, don't do not ask me who the Lena is writing because I don't think she's writing who she's supposed to be dragon wise. I don't think she's writing who she's supposed to be writing. I don't know what the hell's going on there. That's hmm. that was a, a real interesting thing. Um, my man Viserys has got the TV cough. Y- you don't come back from that, Jim. No, no, he's he's done. As best I can tell, he's done at the end of this episode. He's- like early on, I'm thinking he might not make it out of this episode. He's feeling so bad, especially looking there's at no arm. you think he's you think he's gone this up. Ep- well, so I want to say, like, I thought Maybe. that arm was shockingly gross. But when I was looking at it, I think you're supposed to understand that the Grand Maesters applied this big poultice to it. Yeah. So it's like it's not 
you know, because it looked like it's about to fucking just slough off of mm-hmm. there. Or I'm like, oh, they're gonna have to take his whole arm. But I, you think so? You think Viserys is dead at the end of this I episode? Mean, he's bleeding from the nose. He's collapsing during several times during this episode. Huh. If not this episode, if not dead already, then he's definitely doomed next time. Hmm. Unless they go off and do like a side story or something and then come back to him. But that would be crazy. Well, like I said, they're, they're playing a lot of jazz here, this material. Um, yeah, totally. I don't know. I, I love the, the wedding uh, or the feast scene. I'll call it. Um, I love how through the whole thing, they're just planting all of these like danger seeds that which one is going to grow in which yeah. one is going to sprout and come to fruition by the end of this scene because you yeah. know something bad's going to happen right it's game of thrones yeah. it's a wedding feast they you just keep piling on go. you know sir Kristen's staying there looking like he's about to incandesce mm-hmm. damon swaggers up and viserys is like oh fuck and he starts Royce. dancing with Rhaenyra. that's the thing is like when they made it it's a really effective. I thought it was a really effective moment because you are so concerned with like, what the is Damon just going to kiss her right here in front of court? Yeah. And the way the dancers kind of eclipsed him and Viserys is like, the fuck is happening? And then he's here to scream. And I'm like, did he put hands on Rainier? What the shit is going to go on? And Gerald came in there and was trying making to kill Damon or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like I thought that something. I was like, because I'm like, well, they're going way off. We're we're going on to some fucking rough riding. This is some some interesting stuff. And and yeah, no, it's just Sir Kristen beating this poor guy to death. Um, and there's this confused man. I love it when like. Uh, by the way, congratulate. You must feel real good about uh, uh, Lord, Lord Strong, Strong being handed the king. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I was like, yes, that's the right decision. Given it's the lealest service in the Seven mm-hmm. Kingdoms, not enough L's in the word leal for his service. He's not not a lick spittle. He's not a toady. He's just he's just telling it as it is. My favorite mm-hmm. moment is where, like, uh, Harwin, his son, Breakbones, is like looking at his dad, like, Am I, "Are you going to unleash me, Dad? Are you going to unleash me? You're going to unleash me." And yeah. Strong's like, "Okay," gives him the nod, and like Harwin just like boom, just grabs guys, throwing them out of way. And I thought he was going to go and do something, but no, he just like. Donkey Kong's uh, Rhaenyra the hell out of that situation. Just grabs her and takes yep. her off. That was so fucking cool and badass. I loved it. Uh, I love all of How Strong. I think they're pretty awesome. Oh yeah. I, I, what's the youngest name? Or no, the the Larry. Old? Yeah, Larry. He's Larry, Larry Strong. Larry. <laughs> really? What's funny is every time I try to type Laris, autocorrect Larry's. Uh, so oh, it's like, no. yeah, he's he's uh, Lord Larry to me. Now he's the younger right. son. He's got the the club foot. Um, yeah, but he's more from the Auto High Tower school of laying it on thick, though. Which uh, might be okay when you're dealing with a I, I don't know eighteen year old girl, whatever she is at this time. Yeah, because she might not catch anything more subtle, like you know. Right. And, and he's you know very being very careful to say things correctly, but the subtext is so heavy you can hear it dropping. Yes. Uh, I want to see him interact with somebody who might be a little more savvy, and uh-huh. then and then we can talk. Although I, I think Allison's you know not not dumb by any means. I mean, Otto's. No, raise but her she's well. a right. She she's picking up on a lot of stuff. I the, she's the as huge... dumb or smart as Sansa was at her age, which is like you know I think as she's a clever, bright seventeen, eighteen year old that's still not got a lot of experience, you know, in terms of Sansa was a lot more naive. And, uh, yeah, Allison's definitely got more experience under her belt at this point than Sansa did at this point in the show. Hmm. 
I'm not sure if I'd agree with that, but I, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't mount a defense of it right just yet. Gotcha. I don't know. Uh, all that stuff was great. I, I really, I, to lead up to, you know, the big event with Kristen, I thought that scene on the boat with him and Rhaenyra was amazing. Um, just the, the way really they, meant it too. they show how like this is a toy to her this was this was a way to get off this was a way to just have some fun is all that was to her and he this is a life decision for him i don't think i would say it's the that like just she's a toy it's more of like she was kind of bummed that she wasn't going to get to have all the things she wanted. And then she had this experience that led her to believe that she could have all the things she wanted, but she just forgot to check in with Sir Kristen. Maybe she thought, Oh, he's a knight. He's had adventures. He's, you know, he's all but said, I've had sex with other women. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But he, he took a bow. Not a big deal. You know? Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> fucking fell for her. He caught feelings. And, uh, like I said, I don't think it's fair to say, cause like, I don't think it's fair to say to Lenor thinks that, uh, Lonmouth is, you know, a toy, but like it's it just shows the different mindset. The Lenor is like, I'll never be able to openly have the thing that I want. So this is actually better than I ever expected versus Sir Kristen, you know, probably okay with the idea of like, well, I've, you know, I've sown my oats and that was fun, but now I'm going to do this great thing, this honorable thing. Um, falls for the princess and thinking that it would mean something, and he just you know, just uh, read the room wrong or read, read Rhaenyra wrong. But I don't, I don't think Rhaenyra yeah. is a, like, like I said, I, I don't think it, she, she thought it was a toy. I think that Rhaenyra is extremely sad about how this all turned out too. Cause I think she loves Sir Kristen. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was thoughtless, totally thoughtless. Yeah. Okay. Her. I'll get, I'll, I'll yeah. go with that. And also like, man, what'd you think of her just essentially, uh, I'm here. Do me. Uh, she's she's <laughs> to, to uh, Damon right there in the dance floor. Like, why don't you do? Why don't you go cut through to Kingsguard? Right, take me on the right. back for dragons. Take me to dragons. Make me your wife. Let's do fucking shit. Shit or get off the Val- the Valerian pot, man. There's still lots of hot D to talk about. We'll be back right after the break. getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints... Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. 
the thrills of King's Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. And now back to Hati. It's incredible to me to watch uh, Joffrey and Lenor stand there and look at Kristen Cole and say, that's a man with the secret and that's a man who has fucked the, the princess and, and know all this just by taking one look at him and then to go out on the dance floor and be locking eyes with your lover, your, your secret lover. And, and there's to be a like, lot of reckless conversations dude, and David out here grabbing up Rhaenyra like he's going to make out with her. Like it, they're being so fucking obvious when, any of Lord apparently can just look at somebody and tell they've got a secret and know what it is. Even so that like, conversation on the boat, like, right. I don't know where the fuck the guy that's steering the boat, but <laughs> apparently they, they, they have the whole back half of the boat to themselves to have their private little, yeah. like lovers conversation there. And, uh, they, there was, that was a reckless conversation. Damon Rhaenyra was a reckless conversation. Obviously Mon, uh, Lonmouth, uh, versus, uh, the Sir Kristen Cole is a reckless conversation. Have, and again, it's like, there was always like, well, okay, if a serious is seasick, he's going to be down below. Most of the people will be there mm-hmm. taking care of him. Uh, clearly Ryan Condal has no clue how fucking boats work so like there's nobody gonna be in the back half of the of, of a working ship but see uh i think you're supposed to understand that these are intimate conversations happening in very like kind of like the way you'd have a conversation at a club like if you're within mm-hmm. three inches of somebody it's a private conversation even though you're having it but like yeah like and then i guess so did you have a problem with lon muth and uh, uh, uh lanor uh joffrey and lanor kind of I guess what you call um, what? What do you call that when you uh, when you make somebody uh, you you clock when they, they clock mm, Sir Kristen? Yeah. Because I feel like a gay gay men at court would have to be incredibly <laughs> adept at yeah. reading body language and gestures and facial expressions and kind of like the room. Mm-hmm. So because if they're not, they'll probably get killed. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have a problem. I'm like, oh, that's, if anyone, if anyone could like size someone up and see the energy between it, it'd be these guys, right? Yeah, definitely not Jason. <laughs> He's not sizing anybody up. He's J- sticking Jason. his foot in his mouth every other sentence. Jason Idiot. with the boomer jokes about about marriage and, and women, and uh, right in front of the, the <laughs> woman heir. It's you, idiot. You, fucking yeah, and I dumbass. love her. I love her reaction to that, like yeah. her, her facial expression, just like, oh, you're such a delight, Lord Jason. Oh, by the way, people, yeah. uh, I, it seems like they're doing it anyway. But uh, if you're lo- watching live, uh, if you're a club member watching live, go ahead and anything you type in chat, uh, questions or whatnot uh, is fair game for our instant talk session at the at the end of the uh, episode here. Uh, gosh, what did so. You and I just saw Spartacus on the big screen. There was uh, a classic movie uh, night at one of the local theaters. Um, that duck and goose was very similar to the, uh, what was it? Mm. So like uh, oysters and snails conversation. I, I don't remember the conversation specifically, but I do remember the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Where this guy is, this guy's trying to size up another guy about mm-hmm. whether, you know, he's kind of cool with the, 
you know, the snail versus the clam. And uh, it's like, oh, man, you got <laughs> I feel like you owe you owe Kubrick some uh, royalties for this conversation because, you know, it's it's I guess foul rather than than water creatures. But sure. pretty much the same thing. You know, do you like use? Do you like do you like roast duck? Who knows? Why? Why does anyone prefer one thing or another? But it's cool because I can have my duck and you can have your goose mm-hmm. or gander. Uh <laughs> Hell, Rhaenyra might try them both. Who knows? Oh, man. I thought... So, like, Rhaenyra had this chance to have a happy thing, and it's it's done. It's gone. Because, like, that... The the thing that's, like, their their marriage is... Was supposed to be this culminating thing of seven days of partying and rejoicing, and it's just been ruined in every way it could be ruined. Maybe her father's dying. Uh, you know, uh, she's not going to have uh, her cake and eat it, too. Uh, her Lord husband is going to be bereft and you know, it's just, it's just a misery and it's like just happening in the carcass of this celebration. Uh, damn. Here's the other thing I really like. Um, I, I was super disappointed when Kristen goes out to the God's wood and is about to kill himself. I'm like, man, they set this up so perfectly to be such a juicy plot line with mm-hmm. the queen knowing his secret, her being, mm-hmm. Her declaring war essentially on Rhaenyra and having him as a tool in that arsenal, it, I thought that was amazing. And then he's like out there about to kill himself. I'm like, God, you wasted it. And I'm so glad she shows up at the end to to put a stop to that because, yeah, this could be the ally that she needs. Yeah, when he had his knife to his belly, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? He is <laughs> not supposed know. to. Yeah. He is not supposed to die. And then she shows up and I'm like. Oh, okay. All right. I see what they're doing here. Like I said, I have, I almost have no notes for the adaptation. I was confused, but like, I, I don't really give a shit if uh, they a hundred percent follow the book. And the other thing I kept on thinking is like, oh my God, it's not like is mushroom, right? Or Sept- Septon uh, Eustace, right? Or Ma- Maester Gildane, right? Like everything's kind of right. Because in the 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 mushroom kind of story is that Sir Kristen was this knight who wasn't going to flex on his principles. And Rhaenyra thought it's because he wasn't attracted to her because she's just a, a girl. And, you know, he's a man of the world and experienced. So Damon steps in and is like, oh, I'll 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 help you. Uh, I'll train you on how to please him. And he takes her to the whorehouses and he does, does this and that. And, you know, doesn't, but doesn't actually deflower her. He's wanting to save that for her love. And she comes to Sir Kristen pitching 99 mile an hour fastballs. And he's like, what the fuck is this? This isn't the sweet princess. I thought I was getting and spurns her. So it's like all of this shit kind of happened in a certain, in, in a way. Uh, it all kind of goes, but like, it's not like the mushroom is right or this guy. It's like, they were all had elements of the truth. Like, uh, you know, Kirsten did spurn her. Damon did make an unwanted advance, did not deflower her. Uh, like, it's like, I'm just like kind of wanting to step back and applaud that. Like they, I, I thought I knew what they're doing last week, but like what they're doing this week where it's kind of like, everybody's right in a certain mm-hmm. kind of OB one Kenobi you know, way of looking at things. I'm like, man, that's, that's really exciting for me as a book reader. Cause now I'm going to be reading ahead and thinking like what other, you know, ways can they hit frappe on these three different, uh, accounts on things and store. I, I, I thought it was really great. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, what do you think about getting to the questions now? 
I think we can. I think we can. Of course, if this if you're not a club member, this is where your experience ends tonight. Uh, we're going to be spending some time with the fans talking about their questions and comments and concerns. Uh, if you want to participate in that, it's real easy. Support.baldmove.com. You can get the archive of tonight's instant talk and you can join us next week for the live one. We still got five episodes left. Plenty of season left. Uh, but if you'd like to get a long form piece of feedback in. Uh, please do that at hotd at baldmove.com. You can follow us at twitter.com slash baldmove. And we'll be back Tuesday for the full episodic coverage. And that feedback will be considered on Thursday. 